this so this brings me around to kind of uh, where our conversation started, right? Which is I was I've been thinking about the end of this year and award season and the movies we're looking at. So we have we have Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer was the you know Barbie was the movie of the summer, which makes me so happy. But Barbie is not like what well, I mean. Is it an IP? Yes, but it's not like Barbie is also a bit of a unicorn movie. Yes, where it absolutely a, is. It's a franchise character, but I I would say Barbie is most comparable to Into the Spider-Verse. I fully, fully agree. I fully agree. It's an example of a piece of intellectual property. I almost hate, it sounds poisonous saying those words. Yeah, yeah. But it's a piece of intellectual property from a studio and a company that has been flailing. Yes. And because they're flailing and they don't know what to do, they gave really creative people total creative control to do something interesting in a way that if they were in a height of their success, they never would have allowed. Well, and it's the Logan effect too, right? Which is what happens when you have the star of your movie as a producer and she gives and they give a shit, right? Yeah. But then you have... What do you at the end well, of this year? You... I was going to say maybe this is not necessarily a rebuttal of what you were just saying, Mike. But I will say, Margot Robbie is a movie star. Yeah, oh, there no, are just there that, are some yeah. of them. Unfortunately, Chris Pine is not at that. I don't think he's at that level. I think he's incredibly talented and very charismatic. But it's really some things that are undeniable. She is one hundred percent a movie yeah, star. I agree. I in, agree. In the most classical mode of a movie star, I would say she is an actor on the same level as the DiCaprio and the Brad Pitt, where they come into this this career because they are physically like perfect. These are yeah. beautiful people. Yeah, stunning, stunning. Like look. stunning screen presences. And what they end up doing is kind of like pushing and saying, you know what? I want to pick weird shit. I want a stuff that will stretch my ability as a performer. And that you find underneath this beautiful face is like incredible talent. Yeah. And, yeah. and versatility where you're like, all it really takes at this point. And I think in this world of, of franchise like domination, I think what Margot Robbie needs is like a auteur patron in the same way yeah. that people like DiCaprio and Brad Pitt have people like Scorsese and Tarantino. Yeah. There yeah. just needs to be someone who goes, give her her movie with that amazing script from one of those rare directors that are left who can get those movies in theaters. And that's the thing that'll make people realize how great she really is. Because I think I, Barbie is one of those weird movies where, again, like I said, if Barbie was this property that had been making movies for 20 years and the last few of them have made a billion dollars, this is not the Barbie movie they would have made. Right, no, absolutely not. This is absolutely the Barbie not. movie you made when everything you've tried to do, everything you've greenlit, every person you've attached to it has ended up falling through. Right, right. And you're just desperate, and Greta Gerwig and Noah Baumbach come along, and they go, you know what, fuck it, fine, do whatever you want, we don't know what to do. In the same way you get that, that Spider-Verse, which is, if... If you hadn't had Sony just going, fuck it, we need to, how can, we haven't figured out how to make money from fucking Spider-Man. Yeah. And you give a pair of, of directors and creators this incredible, incredible creative control and just leeway and get the fuck out of their way. What worries me is that the lesson of Barbie is not going to be that. The lesson of Barbie is going to be, we want to make more movies about toys. And now that we have this sort of like bullshit confidence 
from having a hit under our belt, even though it's not the producer's hit. It's Greta Gerwig's hit. It's Margot Robbie's hit. What they're going to do is go, well, you know, we have this big thing, so we're going to make the Polly Pocket movie, and we're going to make exactly the kind of cheap, safe garbage that the Barbie movie wasn't. Right. And right. then they're going to then they're going to fail again until somebody actually looks at one of their products and says, I actually give a shit about that, and I have more to say about that than what you would write on the back of a toy box. And I want to talk about this, like, again, with Spider-Verse, with Barbie. This is a cultural phenomenon. This is a question of growing up spider-man barbie these are things that meant something to people that still mean something to people but also mean a lot of complicated things to people and rather than giving what you know the toy manufacturer wants you explore the complicated shit and i think we we often disagree about this but i think and this kind of dovetails into my thoughts for the movies coming up for the end of this year right 80% of what Hollywood has made over the course of its uh, more than 100 years of being around is garbage, is forgettable garbage, because Hollywood is always chasing the high of its last high. And yeah, I have no doubt that you're right about that. I don't think Margot Robbie needs an auteur. I think she needs a workhorse director, because I think auteurs largely are not as good as they think they are. Wouldn't you say, though, I'm very sorry to stop you right in the middle of a sentence, but wouldn't you say, though, that like that collaboration, say, between... Paul Thomas Anderson and Daniel Day Lewis. D yeah, DDL. Right. Would be, like, would be like, this is something where by the time you get to the Phantom Thread, you're like, well, they've already worked together. This auteur and this artist who's basically at the top of their game. They're just at the top of their game. What could it look like at, at you know, for Leonardo DiCaprio's third collaboration with Tarantino or his fifth collaboration with Scorsese or Margot Robbie's sixth collaboration with, you know, Greta Gerwig. Well, yeah, I Greta think, Gerwig. Yeah, I mean, exactly. I don't exactly. know. I think it's too early in the game to decide whether or not. I think the point I'm trying to make is I don't like the term auteur and I don't think okay. it leads to good art because Fair I enough. think the whole auteur theory leads people away from the essence of. I don't want to say good art, but good filmmaking, because I look at like Chris Nolan, somebody who I would consider auteur, and I think his movies are messy. I think he falls into the same traps and same pitfalls every fucking time he makes a movie, and it's because he's so convinced of his own authority, whereas I think... Somebody like Scorsese, I would not consider him an auteur. I think he is a workhorse director. He knows he knows filmmaking in and out. He knows how to make a compelling film. And even like The Wolf of Wall Street, which to me was not in the same realm as, and I'm, I'm in the minority, but as something like Goodfellas or Casino, Killers of the Flower Moon is an extremely good example of that. Chris Nolan could not have made that movie. That movie would have been a fucking mess. If you like this and want to hear more, the full episode is available on our Patreon feed. Support us for as little as $1 a month and get exclusive access to this and dozens of more episodes. Just visit patreon.com slash radio versus the Martians.